Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here on Anchor.fm. It's Wednesday, January 9th, 2019. It's a little after 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Akron, Ohio. And I want to start off by thanking the sponsors of this episode, Flipboard, where you can go for your one-stop shop to get the best magazine articles from some of the greatest magazines out there, whether it's the New York Times, whether it's Lucky Magazine, whether it's the Rolling Stone people, you know, you also can get newspaper as well. All in one place, whether you like sports, fashion, entertainment, cooking, politics, travel, self-help, books, you can find it at Flipboard.com and you also can go on your iOS device or your Android device in the Google Play Store or the App Store and pick up the free app. Flipboard from Flipboard.com. I would advise you to check it out. I use it. I've been using it for many years now and I enjoy it immensely. So thank you to Flipboard.com for sponsoring Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. I really appreciate it. Now to our episode for today. Our episode is about listening, which I know a tremendous amount about because I'm an auditory learner and that's how I learn. I learn by listening, by absorbing as much information with my ears as possible. Now, is this an effective way to be able to learn a language or anything else for that matter? Yes, it is. Because you actually learn about 700 to 1,000 words more than by reading with your eyes. Now, I'm going to be honest, listening, you don't have to worry about too much overload because you can be listening to music in a foreign language, whether it's Russian, French, Spanish, Italian, Cantonese, Japanese, Mandarin, Arabic, and You might not understand right away what the words mean, but the more you listen to the same music, the more your listening comprehension increases, the more you start to understand the sounds separately, the more your vocabulary increases, the more you understand the grammar. And I was asked in a later interview that I did with Susanna Sarevsky, um, author of Learning Languages um, Through Music, how did I learn my grammar? And I said, I learned it from a lot of exposure to listening to different things, um, you know, via audio. And now you have audible.com. You can create your own audio materials by using voice recorders on your iPhone or your Android phone. Or if you have a 
a device where you can record audio. Um, you know, you learn from listening to podcasts. You know, you learn from listening to videos. You know, this way you're able to have the information at your ear tips. And I know that this sounds like a foreign concept to some people, but that's how we originally learned our first language was by listening because we didn't know how to verbally communicate. So we had to listen and repeat the sounds that we were hearing from our parents or friends, other family members, strangers. And that's how we were able to formalize the language, whether it was Russian, Mandarin, Cantonese, Vietnamese, French, German, English. We all learned the same way by listening before we went to school. And so I went through school that way. I might have been a large print reader in the beginning when I was younger. But since my vision has decreased in regards to being able to read print, I mostly focus on listening. And I'm able to acquire a lot of information that way. And I'm able to put it to memory. Now, yes, the more you listen, the more that it will remain in your long-term memory. The shorter periods of time that you listen, it might be in your short-term memory for a brief second and you might forget it. But that's okay. Because sometimes you can listen to a song and you don't realize, oh, I don't understand this because it sounds like a bunch of gibberish. Well, the more you listen, the more you're able to pick it apart a lot more easier, the more you'll be able to understand, you know, what is being said. You can look up the lyrics to the song. You can re-listen. Um, you know, I look up to the lyrics of a song and I'll braille them out on my braille writer or my braille display and, and save them in a file for me to be able to read off of my display. And that helps. Um, you know, if I'm interested in the subject matter, it helps me to be able to retain the information. Like I wanted to learn about the Ottoman Empire. So I went to YouTube and talked in the history of the Ottoman Empire. And I listened to the entire documentary. And now the first time I did it, I got a little bit of information, you know, because it was the first time I had heard it before. And then I went back and I did it again. And I got more information. So the more times I listened to the same documentary, the more information I had gathered than when I had done it only once. So a lot of it is repetition. You have to be prepared to do a lot of repeat um, over and over again. But that's okay because I've been listening to Ricky Martin, Shakira, Pitbull for many, many years. Excuse me. Many, many years. And I now can recite the songs that I have heard many times before. And I can understand what's being said because I've listened to it. 
like more than three times. And because I enjoyed that particular brand of music, it helped me understand Spanish. It helped me become fluent in Spanish. And, you know, I'm doing the same thing with French at the moment. I'm listening to Friends 24 news every day for two hours. And it's helping my vocabulary. It's increasing my vocabulary. And and whenever I speak, I can use the words that I learned from the news program. Um, You know, and another thing that helps when you're listening is if you're in the middle of a conversation with someone, you can listen as to how they're pronouncing the particular um, words and what grammatical structures they're using. And you'll be surprised how much information you learn from a 20 or 30 minute or hour long conversation as opposed to just, you know, trying to just say it yourself. But if you talk to yourself in the particular target language, you can hear yourself and try to correct the mistakes that you made. Speech pattern wise. You know, I feel this way. I wouldn't have gotten through college without being able to listen to the books that I needed to listen to. And I had JAWS for Windows because I was using a Windows computer at the time. And I had to listen to pages on top of pages of books. Um, You know, theater history. I had a year and a half of that. I had... A couple of courses where they were seminar courses and I had to do a lot of reading at different plays. I think I read 300 plays, which I just sat there and listened to. Trust me. Yes, after a while, it does get a little bit daunting because you will fall asleep. But I woke up and I went back to the beginning because I couldn't remember where I left off. And I started over. And, you know, I mean, yes, I didn't have Braille at my disposal to be able to read tactile wise which I might talk about in a different episode Um, but I was able to recite information that I had heard countless times during that week in class and my professors were impressed because a lot of my sighted counterparts you know they, they just picked up the book and read it well I used to be able to do that like 30 years ago I could no longer do that anymore. So I had to adapt to my own surroundings and my own learning style changed because, you know, I could no longer read print and I was no longer writing longhand with an ink pen or pencil. You know, so I have to say listening has impacted my life tremendously and I mean, I'm giving examples from my own life and how I, you know, am able to acquire information. Right now, I'm learning Cantonese just by doing space repetition and listening and repeating everything that I hear. And I'm doing it several times. And I'm also learning Turkish and French that way. That's how I learned my languages. That's how I learned about history. That's how I learned about different um subject matter that was important to me and as a language learner I feel that listening is something that kind of falls by the wayside because people tend to forget that that's how you learned a language from day one when you were first born and because you know people learned how to read and write 
they automatically disassociate listening altogether and focus on the reading and writing aspect more so than they do being able to understand what people are saying to them in a conversation, in a movie, an audio book, a digital book if you have voiceover for the Mac or the iOS devices, you know, if you have Talkback or you have um, Jelly Bean for like your Android or you have JAWS, Linux, NVDA for the Windows along with Narrator for Windows computers. So, and these are all um, text-to-speech software that can read the print information to you. And also, you know, it helps you to be able to access with keyboard strokes um, certain applications on the computer. I mean, this is how visually impaired people who have low vision read. Now everyone's low vision is different. My visual acuity is that I can see three feet in front of me counting fingers reading wise, but in that side of my left eye, I cannot see out of my right eye at all. I have what's called retinopathy of prematurity where I was born one pound, 13 ounces. So at birth over 42 years ago. So, um, you know, because of having more oxygen exposure, and my eyes weren't covered and they weren't developed and I was born at 28 weeks instead of 40, um, you know, this is what happened. So they were able to save the sight in my left eye with two surgeries, but I was always a large print reader until I was about 29. And then I could read the computer screen until I was 32 and I used the handheld magnifier until I was like 35, 36 years old. After that, you know, my vision decreased a great deal because of, you know, straining to read stuff that I could no longer read. And I had to rely on audio methods and tactile methods in order to be able to get by at 41 years old today. So, you know, that helped me become a better learner, you know, a a better teacher, a better human being, Um, You know, and there's plenty of people that have vision problems where their vision is compromised to the point where they can no longer read print. But that doesn't mean just because they can't read 12 size font, which is newspaper font, that they can't read the title of a newspaper or they can't read the title of a magazine. It's about the size of the print. And so... No, I can't read my bills, but I have technology where I can take a picture of it and it'll scan it and it'll read it to me. So I still get the information. I just have to use certain devices and products in order to be able to accomplish the same thing that a sighted person would be able to take a glance at real quick and keep going. I used to be able to take a glance at something and write it down, or I used to be able to take a glance at it and type it on a computer, and this was over 30 years ago. So now I can no longer do those things. I use other auditory methods in order to be able to produce the same results. So in saying this, um, 
I feel personally that as someone that is still studying languages, I have my own podcast show. I'm teaching English as a foreign language to people online. I use my ears every day. They're like my antennas. I listen to what they have to say. I explain to them this is how I work because I cannot read the print on the screen. And some people can understand what I'm saying and some people it's just a complete shock to them, you know, because they don't understand. You know, they only see it from their point of view and that's fine, but you're never going to learn anything from anybody else if you keep a closed mind. And I try to keep an open mind because I, I know plenty of people that have different disabilities, whether they're neurological, visual, sensory, modal, you know, it doesn't matter. They're still a person and everyone learns differently. And I definitely understand that. And I know my sighted counterparts in the polyglot community say that all the time. But they're all sighted. And they use their eyes every day. And so it is kind of like a phenomenon for them to know that, you know, I do everything without using visual um, ways to you know, get my message across. Yes, can I take a marker on a white blackboard and still write stuff down? Yes. But at the same time, my hand-eye coordination is not the greatest and I can't do that for a long period of time. So, you know, I do a lot more listening and a lot more internalizing of the information. Sure, do I get lazy? Yes, I do. But if I'm passionate about something, I will sit there and focus until I can't focus anymore. And I mean, I've never gotten a headache listening to something. I mean, I've read six books in like one week, you know, because I want, I, I couldn't put the books down. You know, I, I had eBooks on my phone where I listened to them with voiceover and you know, it was great and I enjoyed it. I mean, I, that's the good thing about technology. You know, I can listen to the books if they're written in French or Italian or Romanian or whatever. I can download the language onto my phone. I can switch the language and I can have it read to me in that language. And it's great. You know, I can have Siri speak in 20 languages or more. I, you know, I mean, it just is a great thing when you can sit back and just listen to something and it's, it relieves your stress load. You know, you're not having to feel like you have to cram a lot into your head each and every day. But, you know, at the same time, you have, um, you know, people where if they sit down and listen to something, if they're not finding it interesting, which is something you have to do. It has to be something that you find interesting. Otherwise, you're not going to internalize it. You're not going to remember it. Um, then you're kind of screwed. And that's a sad thing. You know, anything I do, any language that I try, if I try it for a couple weeks and I don't like it, then I stop. Okay, I don't like the way this sounds. It doesn't feel right to me. I'm going to let it go. Now, I mean, I've... I've um, 
tampered with using um, Norwegian and Swedish like last year and Brazilian Portuguese I I tried it and I found that I didn't like the way that they sounded and you know it was okay but I wasn't really 100% invested in listening and I couldn't really find a lot of materials and so because I couldn't find a lot of materials I dropped the languages um yet Turkish and Cantonese I I drew to because of my love of history and culture and people and fashion and cinema um and politics and so I'm now learning those two languages and improving upon my French to get to a B1 just by listening and using mango languages and memorize and YouTube right now and tuning radio and I have to say I can listen for five minutes and and learn a new phrase in Cantonese or I can listen for 10 minutes and learn two phrases in, in Turkish it just depends on how motivated I am and I mean listening is an integral part of my life on a daily basis because if I don't listen I don't learn and you know yes it can be boring at times but you have to make it fun you have to pick a time that's good for you um, during the morning or the afternoon or at night and I do I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I turn on France 24 and I listen to two hours of French while I'm drinking my coffee and eating my breakfast you know and that means something to me so you know my question is how do you guys feel about listening do you guys think that it helps you in language learning? I know it's helped me not only in language learning, but it's helped me in my college career when I studied theater and when I went to film school, most definitely, you know, um, and I didn't have, you know, any other method but my ears and the motivation and determination and the discipline in order to be able to really learn the subject matter. You know, and people ask, well, how can you remember all this stuff? There's so much information. I was like, because I'm invested. And you have to be invested. That's something that's important. When you are invested in a particular uh, subject matter, such as language learning, engineering, computers, you will thrive. Now, if you're not interested in it, you're not going to thrive as much. You're going to just sit there and be like, okay, this is boring. This is a waste of my time. I need to do something else. Well, I do have to say, with listening, you're not just learning about someone else's culture, but you're learning about the person or the group of people that lived in that particular area of the world in regards to language learning. Like, I'm learning more about people who live in Hong Kong, Taiwan, at the moment, by learning Cantonese. Even though the Chinese government wants to pretty much eradicate the Taiwanese language and the Cantonese language, and they want everybody to speak Mandarin. And there is some pushback because of that.
Um, however, I find it to be a very interesting Asian language. And I said if I wanted to learn two Asian languages, why not Cantonese and Japanese? And, you know, I, I like Cantonese a lot. And I love Turkish a lot. And so I'm spending a whole year on both of these languages. And I'm improving my French. You know, and I'm extremely happy about that. That means that by the end of the year, I would be able to say I could speak seven languages very well. And, you know, I still have a ways to go with my Italian. I still have a ways to go with my Dutch. And I will eventually get to Japanese and Egyptian Arabic at some point. But that's neither here or there. You know, my love for languages and my reason for creating this podcast is to educate you guys on, you know, how I do things, how I, you know, see the world as someone that's visually impaired, because everyone that has a visual impairment, they have a different degree of visual acuity. And, you know, not everybody, you know, can read large print anymore. I have a friend that has the same visual acuity as me, but she can read the flags on the flagpoles at an airport. I don't notice the flags until we come about three feet in front of them. And even then, I can't read them because it's too small. But I see the bigger picture, so I'm still able to watch movies and see what people and infrastructure and sky and the clouds look like clearly. I just can't read print. I can't drive. And that's okay with me. You know, I'm able to hear things that no one else can kid here and a lot of it's because I am focused on what is going on around me just like I'm focused on you know the languages that I'm learning and that's something that you know listening does do it it enhances your ability to notice things around you that you wouldn't have been able to notice otherwise and some people may not understand this is one of the Tools that you need to acquire first and foremost at the beginning besides pronunciation because it will help you become a better speaker in the end. You know, you can read and you can write and that's great. And I will be doing a separate podcast on writing um, and how that helps you become a better, you know, language learner on that end of the spectrum. Um... However, when you're listening to something, it makes you more aware of the little nuances of that language, whether it's the grammar, whether it's the phonemes, whether it's how it's pronounced, you know, how people speak. You learn how to think in a different way when you're listening. You know, it helps with your accent uh, if you want an accent. Um, You know, it's just something that is extremely important and a lot of people put that off towards the end and they shouldn't because the more you can listen and the more you would, information you absorb auditorily, the better language learner you're going to be. And I hope that this helps. I hope that this information can be beneficial for you guys. And, you know, just keep listening because that's going to help you. Now, mind you, It takes time for the stuff to absorb. You know, don't rush it. Let it sink in. 
because slow is steady the race when you're listening to something that's new. And right now, I'm on chapter three of Cantonese. And, you know, I'm about to start it today. And I'm on chapter four of of Turkish, using my mango languages app. And I do a lesson or two a day. And I go back and I re-listen to stuff that if I forgot it, I would go back and re-listen. Because that helps me lock it in my long-term memory. The more you listen, the more you absorb the information, the more you learn, the more you can remember, the better speaker you're going to be. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast, episode 50. And I want to thank, again, the sponsors of this episode, Flipboard.com. I also want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 50 of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.